Welcome to the Jada Edwards podcast. It's season two, and I'm still sharing with you what God is sharing with me. Today, I have with me uh, an amazing friend, someone I've seen really evolve over the last few years. We're talking about life stories, and I can promise you this is one of the best stories you've never heard. Danis, say hello. Hey. <laughs> That's as quiet as you will probably be this whole podcast. Um, so this is kind of like, I don't know if you know this, you are kicking off like a little mini series. A within the podcast and I think it may really change how I'm going to do podcasts I'm calling it the best stories you've never heard because I'm realizing how powerful people's stories are I mean even in our closing chapter of the entire canon of scripture we read that saints overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony testimony. it's that powerful right so they're not just interesting they're not just good show ratings and movie ratings they actually change lives and so i'm starting with you because your story is one of my favorites (laughs) and so we're gonna see how much we have to censor and edit (laughs) in this podcast uh because as paul says we have not yet obtained come on but we press Pressing forward. Toward the mark. Forgetting what was behind us. Uh-huh. Of the high call. What's that? Philippians 3.12? Come on. I know you know. That's it. I have to guess to see if I'm right <laughs> and then look up the answer. But when you're Jada, she just knows the answer. Okay. Not always. But that is one of my life verses because, you know, we Me have too. to press sometimes. We have to press. Hmm. Okay. So here's how I'm going to start it off. I want you to describe your life story or your life in one word. Okay. I... I... <laughs> The way I talk regularly, I wanted to use explosive, <laughs> but now that I'm a pastor, I knew I had to have points behind it. Come on. So I picked a different word, Amen. and that's metamorphosis. Mm, come on. That's an SAT, $500, six points, gravel work. Come on. P-I-Z I points, but yeah, it got to be high. Tell me why. Why'd you pick that word? I picked it um, because it explains the transformation that has happened in my life. I remember the egg stage. Uh, when the Holy Spirit kind of pricked my heart, was like, "Come see about me." Uh-huh. And then, Come on, uh, I love that he sings jingles to you. He do every time. <laughs> I'm always in the jingle spirit. And then the caterpillar stage, where I was like awkward. Mm. I, I moved slow. Um, I was easily derailed. Um, but just thinking about working out my salvation, like we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. just that process of working out my salvation for the caterpillar, and then the chrysalis. Yeah, come I on, thought chrysalis. it was. Come on, you know how to look this up. <laughs> Another impressive word. Yes. Because I wanted to say cocoon, but a cocoon applies to a moth. Yes. But I'm a butterfly. Oh. Moths are dusty. Boop. (laughs) No offense, moths. You serve a purpose. You are seen. Fully know. You know, we a triggered generation, so everybody got to be reaffirmed. Oh, you right. That's a side note. Anyway, chrysalis. Chrysalis. Mm -hmm. Uh, Romans 12, 1 through 2, renewing my mind and renewing uh, my heart, refining my heart and renewing my Mm -hmm. mind. I think that's where I am right now. Mm-hmm. And hidden from the world, I guess, until right now. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm poking a wing out. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where I am right now, the yeah. purge. That's good. That's good stuff. That word should probably describe most of our lives, but um, it's not always true. So that's mm-hmm. good stuff. Okay. So tell me, in all of this overarching theme of change, which is metamorphosis, what have been three, or you could say two, you could say four, Just I'm just throwing out a guideline, Three, like, defining mile markers. Because when I think about my life change, you know, yes, sanctification is a marathon. So some days it's just one foot in front of the other, you know. Right. Um, but there are some moments where you're like, whoo, 
I just got on. T- I just I hit the top of a hill. I've been on a hill for a minute, you know, because even in a marathon, even though it's a, you sh- you're trying to keep a steady pace, there's certainly going to be hills and valleys. And so um, tell me some of the things, two or three, however many come to mind when you think about like defining mile, mile markers, not even in the metamorphosis, maybe even before Jesus. But, you know, they were defining because, you know, God's providence be showing up even before you know what it is. You don't always show up when you all sanctified. Come Sometimes on. you're like, good Lord. When I was in my wretchedness, you kept me. Oh, I got some ratchet for you. I know. You, you, look, <laughs> I know you if do. I got anything, it's Y'all hand before. on the button? Okay, we just making sure. All right. Before no, Christ's testimony is my specialty. <laughs> uh, but as a disclaimer, I'm 36 right now, and my spiritual journey has been 11 years, and I joined the church 11 years ago. Mm. So that's why... Our, uh, this is a special story, obviously, for mm-hmm. you because you've seen it for real. Mm-hmm. And One Community Church is integral in that time. Um, but the first mile marker I'll say was before I found this church. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I titled it Super Bowl Party. That mm-hmm. was my altar call in life. Yeah. So I went to church when I was younger, but I was like a CME Christian, mm-hmm. Christmas, mm-hmm. Mother Day, Easter. Mm-hmm. But we was in a Bible reading church. I won't put the name yeah. out. I know you're not supposed to do stuff like yeah. that. But they they were <laughs> they were reading the Bible contextually, so I yeah. picked up some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I also grew up in Collin County, so mm-hmm. it was like do this because I said so, mm-hmm. and I didn't really have the opportunity to wild out. Yeah. So when I went to college, and this is a side point, really trying to be accepted by people who I know weren't accepting me, mm-hmm. and this is kind of like. Um, Collin County, when I was in high school, was primarily Anglo-Saxon. Yes. It's not like that anymore. Right. But in college, that's where I found my own people, mm-hmm. the black folks. The and other it was, half. It was like a... It, <laughs> it was like, a mayday, mayday. Come, in, come into the fold. Right. You, you know what you was running into, I did, did not. No. I couldn't say 100. I can say it now. But I was like 100. Like, I couldn't say the black words. And I was sad about it. And I'm insecure anyway, right? Because I want them to accept me. People-pleasing right. is an issue I have now yeah. that I'm in therapy and been reading my Bible. But um, in order to fit in, now I'm realizing that's why I was making decisions I shouldn't have been making. Yeah. Because I knew right from wrong. Mm-hmm. And it led to me in jail. Mm. This is not Paul and Silas jail. This is cops. Bad boys, bad boys. What you going to do? It's not deep spiritual. It's not metamor- metam- like a metaphor. <laughs> like literal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Based on my decisions. And I remember a, a few months before I went, I was like, I claim I'm a Christian, but I've never really thought about that. Mm. I, I, I need to do some research because I don't even read the Bible or nothing like that. So obviously I had that yeah. humbling yeah. time. The Holy Spirit was already starting to put some on your heart, girl. You said it. He yeah. bricked, that's the egg. Yeah. That's the mm-hmm. egg stage. Okay, wait. Was jail before or after the Super Bowl mile marker? Oh, it's before. Okay. So, yeah, sorry. You said set up. So, wait. Jail wasn't even a mile marker? Oh, no. <laughs> You're like, thank you, Lord. That's a good suggestion. But uh, <laughs> let me carry on. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> girl, I ain't judging. Come We've on. all been there. Come on. We're still working it out. Mm-hmm. So, I remember I went to a Super Bowl party after that, mm-hmm. and I didn't drive because of the situation. Mm-hmm. So I was at the Super Bowl party and mind you like I'm upset at life. I'm like I have consequences that I shouldn't have done like I'm in a stank attitude. Mm-hmm. But I still had that in my mind about, you know, vetting myself with Christianity that I say that I claim. So I was at a Super Bowl party, drunk, and um I don't know how we got on the conversation, but this dude was at the party and I was like combating him. I was like Christians are hypocrites. I'm a Christian. I don't even read the Bible. They don't do what they say. 
you know, like Christianity, I, I'm proof that mm -hmm. they're hypocrites because I claim to be one and I don't even know the Bible. Mm -hmm. And this man at a party, I gave you all the context. It was right. a Super Bowl party. Right. It's lit and we turning all the way up. Right. And he was like, that's not what the Bible says. Oh, boo. I'm sorry that you've had that experience. And I was like, huh? If he would have said anything else, he wouldn't have got me because he cornered me in the in the right place, mm -hmm. like I was telling you earlier. Yeah. I had already been thinking about how I didn't know the Bible, and I was kind of fraudulent for calling myself a Christian and not even reading that thing. Right. So I was like, you know what? You're right. I haven't read the Bible. And he's like, I'll teach you how to read the Bible. Not at the Super Bowl party. Girl, drunk. Won't God do it. That's a skunk. Put yeah. the keys in the wrong trunk. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. I have to put a little ad lib in there. <laughs> So I can be all things to all men. <laughs> he came for the right. sake, not the healthy. He was all things to all men. Oh, boy. He was. That's crazy. And he discipled me for a year after that, Friday at 7 p.m. Get party time. <laughs> like, you couldn't get ready to go out. And he's Church of Christ. Are those the people that um, don't sing in church? They sing, but no music. Right. Okay, so yeah. he's that uh, denomination. They don't pitch like a mug, though. because Do they? Yes, because they don't, they don't use instruments. I'm glad. So they have, like, amazing pitch. They, they have great tone. Really? Oh yeah. Okay, heaven section. You know leaders. we can hide. We can hide our bad singing with a good organ, <laughs> with, a good, with a good guitar riff. They're like, mm -mm. Oh, yeah. I need to check yeah. it out. It's great, and most of their churches have amazing acoustics. As a side note, because oh, it's just yeah. yeah, it's a real vertical, high lifting type of worship. It's great. I need I to check it. that out. I didn't even know. Yeah, but they, they go in. They go in on the Bible too. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of that, and yeah. so he brought his student pastor in, and that's that moment where someone showed me a real Christian mm. and I hadn't seen one, mm. that that was a moment. Yeah. It started me off. I think that is so powerful because, number one, sometimes I think we look at obvious situations like being arrested, thinking, okay, this is it. Right. But sometimes testimony is just not that fancy. And sometimes God uses the thing that seems like it should be drastic, and it's just subtle for us because it depends on how far gone we are. And he's so patient. He doesn't say, look, you see, I let this happen. If this doesn't change you, I'm done. He's like, all right, we're going to come again. Keep doing you. I'm going to keep coming after you. Girl. Here you are in an unexpected place. Yeah. Meeting somebody who is being obedient. That's crazy. And he was the only one not drinking. Like, it was more than him pursuing me like Christ. It was that he looked different. He yeah. was set apart, wholly set apart. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It, it was a lot of it. And he was fine. Hey. He knows who he is. But I was like, Jesus, this is this is the way I need to come in. Okay? <laughs> Don't think I forgot that. I was like, hey, Listen, Jesus. But can I tell you that sometimes the, the Lord will package it up right because he's like, you wouldn't even look if he didn't look the right way. He had to, he had to get you staring so then he could get you listening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And he's so fine, he it's fine. like, you don't even want to give him attention because everybody gives right, him attention. Right, I was like, doing whatever. my best to ignore him. Right. He's like, mm -mm. No. Ain't nothing wrong with a fine evangelist. It, it ain't, nothing ain't nothing wrong, wrong with that. That's, Amen. That's where we came from. Use them, Lord. Come mm. on now. <laughs> okay, so that's the first one. Yes. Unexpected kind of change. Yeah, that was good, though. Check my time. Nick, girl, please. Come <laughs> on. Well, okay, what's number two? Uh, the second one is going to Israel. That uh, did change you. That changed your whole demeanor. It's explosive. Yeah. I remember, um, so what's funny about it is that Conway told me, um, Pastor Conway Edwards, I don't want to disrespect, but he's like, <laughs> Pastor doctor. Okay, uh -huh. boss man, that's what I call him. <laughs> but uh, I remember on the trip, he explained the people that were supposed to get the email for the mm -hmm. invite for Israel. Mm -hmm. I was not in that group by a long shot. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to say it just in case, but yeah. I, so for me to even get the invite, number one, was wild. Mm -hmm. Then I was like, I can't go by myself. 
And it's expensive. It was. Um, and you mm -hmm. know, I'm at, I'm from Collin County, but I'm at the age where I got to pay for my own stuff. Mm -hmm. And Dennis will help me on the back end right. uh, as a loan that yes. I may or may not pay off. Amen. <laughs> so that means I'm paying for it myself in Plano. Right. <laughs> Jesus um, paid it all, but not for your trip to Israel. <laughs> amen. It was $4,200. Let me put the business out. That was a lot of money for me. It was. Look at my hands. I stopped getting my nails done in order to afford that. Yeah. Um, but I really wanted to go, man. Just yeah. in the authenticity uh, season. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I got a little Bible under me. Now I want to go see it for myself. Mm -hmm. I want to taste mm -hmm. and see. I remember, yeah. And I remember um, the Sea of Galilee when we got there, the sun was setting. And I was just looking at the Sea of Galilee. Mm -hmm. and I was not trying to do this. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was weeping that I wanted to go, yeah. that God helped me to go. And, um, I thought I thought I needed to be there. Mm -hmm. It made me feel like a real disciple. Yeah, yeah, doing that stuff yeah. and uh, being baptized in the Jordan River. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And so at the end, yeah, man. And then at the end, um, when we had dinner, and you asked for notes, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. and I gave my reflection there. A little off put, right? Yeah. Um, but I remember you. <laughs> True to you. you me that's when you knew uh, that I was a teacher. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, I man. remember that. And I just have to say, can I? I don't, I don't know how much backstory I can tell about how we first. Met. I don't care. So I don't know why. I think I was getting into makeup and trying to be cute. This was even before COVID. So I don't know what it was. And Dana's used to be like glam from head to toe, all the things. And so I was like, I'm gonna ask her to come do my makeup. So she comes over to my house. Can I tell all this story? Look, bro, because that's, uh, I didn't know what kind of podcast this was. Can I tell the whole thing? Though? No, that you is. You have to give me permission. No, you you get permission because that was another thing that I wanted to put on here, but <laughs> I had to keep it PC. Yeah, but no. This is when I realized the Holy Spirit was real. So, so we ahead. sitting in my bathroom and she's doing my makeup. And out of the blue, I was like, do you smoke weed? <laughs> she goes, uh, what? what? What did you just say? I was like, how long you been smoking weed? She was like, what? What is happening? And I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if I really smelled it. Something just I know made you didn't because I made sure. I, did. I was like, look, I'm going over to the head boss lady's house. Look, I'm like, I just, have to, I just have to be four hours out. And that's the longest I have been out in a minute. Listen, and it was nothing but the Holy Spirit. And yeah. so it just changed this whole conversation where once you got over your shock, then I was like, what about this? What about this? How you live it? And I was like, yeah, you know, it's time to change that. You, we, we need to hang out. And I, I remember you were like, what? I, I don't, is there a camera? <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was a shock, but for me too. And and I don't know what it was about that moment, but God set that moment up. You know, he set that moment up for, for us sure. to be there, obviously. And I knew I needed to disarm you because you were going to be like, this is church. Y'all cool, but how cool are you? You know? Absolutely. And I needed to be like, you're not going to say anything that shocks me. Like, this is where we need to be. Yeah. And that changed our relationship, you know. It and really so did. watching this evolution has blessed me, you know, in ways that you really can't know. It's blessed me. And so the Israel trip, I know, was significant for you. And I just want to say, you know, if you're listening or watching, you don't have to go to Israel to, to, to right. walk with the Lord. However, God is gracious in that sometimes the things our heart really desires 
to feel close to him. Yeah. He will just allow those things to happen. You know, sometimes people need a, they like, Oh, I really want to find a new church. It's nothing wrong with your current church, but maybe you got baggage and, and in the new season, God will favor you with a new space or a new city or a new whatever. And it's not that you have to have those things, but God is just gracious like that. And he'll be like, you know what? You don't need this. This is a want. I'm going to give it to you because right. I think you want it for the right reasons, you know? And so I thought it was so significant, but, um, um, listen, Israel will get you. It gets you every time. I'm going to tell you why I'm crying, because I'm not even thinking about your trip. Anytime somebody says Israel, I think about the Garden of Gethsemane. And I've been there twice. Up too. I've been there twice, and I cannot walk in that space without weeping. <laughs> without weeping. And I'm sitting here trying to visualize, because that's one of the few spots that is historically accurate. Right. Like non-Christians, whoever, they know that's the Garden of Gethsemane. This is where Jesus was the night he was betrayed. Right. And so you just sit in there. And the last, the last time I was there, I remember... First of all, Pastor Dr. Conway asked me to teach. I was like, here? I got I the video, even, girl. I can't even keep my... It's, my it's I can't keep it together. <laughs> That's my, I've never like, watched was it. it. Is this tongues? Is there an interpretation? Because <laughs> I don't know. It was what a was weep it? fest, man. Yes. It wasn't a dry eye in the house. Except we had to maybe get mine. up and everybody had to walk around just yeah. to regain our composure. But I remember being in that space. Again, God, God is gracious. He mm -hmm. can give you that moment in your car. In, in your bathroom. And I've had it. So it doesn't matter where, but I remember being in that space and he just said in my, I can hear it almost clear as day. Will, does your life make much of this moment? <clears throat> does your life, do you know what my son contemplated here in this space? So, cause you could just be like, he's Jesus. He knew he was going to die. It's all good. You know, right. but he was, Holy human as well. He was fully human as well, yeah. right? Fully full, full man, full deity. And we see the story, and, and Luke talks about. I mean, the the tears was like like blood, and but I, that was that's been defining for me. And so it's something about being in sacred spaces. And again, like I said, it don't have to be Israel, mm -hmm. but I think God is so gracious that He gives us sacred spaces, you know. And and, we, and people have had altar call moments mm -hmm. in the guest bathroom. I know people who have been like, I was. I was right here in this moment, you know, um, certain parts of the city, a park, whatever. God is gracious like that because um, sanctuary is real, you know. It's a real thing. Even though we have the Holy Spirit in us, That's true. there's something sacred about a prayer closet or a prayer space or that one restaurant where every time you go and you study, God does something, you know. So yeah. um, I think that's that's pretty significant that he did that for you. How did you feel when you came back from Israel? Did you feel like, I'm about to change? I know you were like, I'm about to change the world. Are you saved? I'm like, ma'am. <laughs> Look. Do you know the gospel? Look, I done made a shirt. Like, it's a lot <laughs> going on. Shirt. That's the last thing I needed because the way my life is set up, I'm just passionate. I don't anyway, have a lot of nuance, right? right. <laughs> it's either stop or go. That's such a great way to say it. She does not have a lot of nuance. I don't. Yeah, it's off her own. Uh, it's off her own. Yeah. So when it was on for the world, just like Paul, I could relate to him in that way. Yeah. It was on for Jesus the same way. But when I got out, of, like like you stated, I got pride issues. So it was a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. But more of it was like, oh, I'm a disciple now. Mm. The Grand Commission is mine. Right. And then sitting on that mountain where it allegedly happened. Mm -hmm. It it really changed the game for me to know that it was real. Yeah. And to be there. Right. And to see it. Yeah. It was a whole Thomas moment. It was a whole touch the touch the scars thing. You like I need you needed to see it. I needed to see and it. And God is just good like that. That he let you see it. It's grace. Yeah. It it's is. sufficient grace. It is. That's good stuff. For sure. Okay, what well, you have another one? Oh yeah, girl. What else you got? I did my assignment. So that <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, that's a good, um, I guess, kickoff to the next one. The last, the next one I put was the panel for women's Bible study in 2018. Oh yes, I um, remember that. Yeah, man, <laughs> and that is a changing point for me. Number one, because God gave me a vision in the car in 2015 that it would happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not claiming to be Daniel, but you know, yeah. he gives visions it to is people. What it is? It, it is what it is. Okay. <laughs> And I was in a dry place, and yeah. I was eating taco casa in my car, and I was just not ready for that. I was kind of over God. So not on the Daniel fast. Oh, no, no, no. Like, the Lord is faithful, even if you're eating taco casa. Come on now. When he do it. He'll do it every time. <laughs> He'll do it every time. Okay. So did you, okay, wait, what was the vision, though? Did the vi- you, was, what was the vision? What, I was That you would there. be on the panel, or like, how much did you see in the vision? Because mm-hmm. I've had those before, mm-hmm. and you don't know what's happening until a year or two later. You're like, oh. This was that piece of the room. I didn't know where I was. That's exactly what yeah, I saw. I've had that I was in the car, like with my eyes open, and all of a sudden I felt the weight, like a manifested weight. And God is like, These are all the souls that are not gonna be saved if you don't do what I told you to do. Ooh. Oh my God, this is taco tasa time. <laughs> and we have beef right now. <laughs> like, don't come at me with that. <laughs> Whole spiritual encounter. Girl with and, the taco. And I saw everyone standing up. I, I was on something but i was talking to a whole bunch of people and everybody was standing up and cheering mm. and i was like i don't know what this is and right. that's when i talked to you y'all jada all in my story okay this is <laughs> she is a very big part in my spiritual journey um but that's when i came to talk to you after rehearsal and i was like can you pray for me because mm-hmm. you know i didn't see some weird stuff and i don't want to take the lord's name in vain right like you have taught us Amen. but i was like this is a little too weird i need you to pray for me because you actually care mm-hmm. and i think you got after that holy spirit thing i was like yeah i need to ask her again okay <laughs> she got a direct line <laughs> and you told me you were like god has something for you danis that's when you told me you thought i was a teacher but you said he has something for you, but you have to desire it and you have to work for it. Mm-hmm. And when I left that meeting, I was like, God, you know what? Not to toot my own horn, but like in my life, I'm good at making jokes. I can relate to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. People think I'm funny. Like everything good about me, God, I'm going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Abraham Isaac style. Mm-hmm. And that's that's when it kicked off. Yeah. So panel 2018, you know, that's uh when God revealed to me that... His purpose and his plan is a better high than any oh, instant gratification. Come on. And I needed that, right? Yes. Because, look, I was riding around. Because you like, I've had some good highs, Lord. Come on Are now. you sure? Drugs, sex, alcohol, food. Yeah. Like, I'm an instant gratification queen. Yeah. But when I got off that stage, first of all, when I saw the vision, I was like, are they being nice? Or was this, <laughs> did this land? Because I'm on platform with Miss Debbie, who's on this podcast, yeah. knows the whole Bible yeah. right now, um, and then some other theologian. But when I got home, I couldn't go to bed. I couldn't, I didn't want to have a celebration drink. Mm-hmm. I was like shook. I've never yeah. felt like that before. Yeah, yeah. And so that's how I got confirmation. I'm like, Jada didn't say it. This has happened. God has allowed it. Because, you know, I barely knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And you're the only person that believed in me. Mm. And that was that was uh, good, too. I'll never forget you for that, man. Crazy. Everybody counted me out. Because um, I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and still. Yeah, for no, good reason. Just crazy for Jesus now. Yeah, and I, and I didn't know any word. And uh, I'm just... I was Rudy in that time. <laughs> and so for Jada to put her whole ministry on the line and you know, I was, was like, Dana's just it was don't a cuss. Risk. 
just don't cuss. Say what you need to say. But she, she was like, I'm going to try, man. <laughs> she wasn't like, okay. She was like, I'm going to try, man. Yeah. Said, and that's when we started our thing. Is it time? Look, it's time. And we started. That We were like, we had mile marker goals. Like Easter 2017, yes. 18, every year watching that progression. But, you know, I think for me, it was, first of all, I love giving people like unexpected chances to shine for God, you know, because here's what I've learned that your passion and authenticity and humility mm. will, will change more lives than your Bible knowledge and intellect. Like the Bible knowledge and intellect is supposed to back up what we are already feeling passionately for God. You That's know what I'm good. saying? That's why Jesus was like, yes, she's wiping my feet with her tears. Yes, she's wiping her feet with my hair because she's been forgiven of much. That's and good. that's who we remember. Not the disciples like, come on or hurry up, Lord, we off schedule. Yeah. And they had more Bible knowledge. They had more, more law knowledge. They had been walking with Jesus, but their response to him was different. And so I that's think so people are transformed by the way we respond to God. And then when we're able to back up that response with knowledge, you know, right. then we can continue to walk in that transformation. It's not a one-time emotional deliverance. That's good. You need the first part. You do need the deliverance. You do have those emotional experiences right. when you just see somebody raw and authentic and deeply transformed by God. Mm. Nobody's going to be like, so, yeah, your story was cool, but what are you studying right now? That's not what anybody asked you. Right. They were like, girl. Oh my God, that's my story. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, that's what happened. So then people get grabbed, they get drawn to you, but drawn to God because they're like, oh, somebody like me can can say these things, can have this kind of transformation. And so it really is a privilege oh, yeah. for me because somebody had to give me a chance. Ain't no, Lord, listen, I don't know what, listen, I've been teaching for so long, I'll be praying for people who, who listen to me my first five years of ministry. I'll be like, Lord, I just pray they still walking in the Look, I understand. <laughs> Sometimes now. I go back looking at old messages. I'm like, my God, it's not. <laughs> That's not what that says. <laughs> so listen, he Look. gives he gives grace. He does. He does. So given all of these fabulous aspects of your story, which by the way, I, I really want anybody listening or watching, I want you to be amazed at your own story. I, the goal is not for you to say, oh my God, look what he did for her. Everybody, if you think through your story long enough, you will be blown away by the hand of God at so many turns. So how do you, Dana, because I think sometimes we can get stuck uh, as Christians. Either we live from high to high to high. If I don't have some runaround, fallout, God did something great, right. then I don't know how to just maintain. You know? Or we can just forget altogether that he's done great things. Hmm. You know. And so how do you stay in that healthy tension, like staying amazed, but also staying encouraged for those just kind of average days? That's a good, good question. So I didn't used to champion that well, but now I learned that's why prayer is important. Yeah, One oh, of the reasons. Yeah, that is so true. Girl, because I was not into prayer. And yeah. it's not like me to say something like prayer as an answer, Yeah, but it unlocks the opportunity. I met an old head on a plane and in another dry season, mm. and she had a book of testimony. And mm. she told me, pray about everything, big and small. Mm -hmm. And we're talking, she lost her keys in New York in a taxi cab mm -hmm. in 1991. Mm -hmm. Her son, who was on drugs, got a free car. Like, she was just saying, pray and watch God work. And that made things exciting that seemed mundane. Mm. Because if I ask for it and I believe, Bible says he'll throw a mountain in the water. Yeah. Something like that. Like he'll do. <laughs> yeah. You know I'm a paraphrase saying. He move mountains. Good, amen. It's a translation we cannot name here on this podcast, but we know where it's coming from. <laughs> 
it's a secret. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, prayer keeps me um, from the mundane. Yeah, and in in my Ooh, prayer, as a spiritual mature ish person mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. it's praying that I can talk to God, uh, talk to someone about God, mm-hmm. so I can keep my stuff tight. Yeah, and then um, to remain in awe, I found recently pouring into others. That's everything. Because the because oh. the way I came in, bro, he discipled yeah. me. Yeah. And then someone else discipled me. Mm-hmm. And then I was begging people to disciple me. They kept saying no. And Jada's like, I'll do it. <laughs> Did <laughs> I, I say it like that? No, 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 no. Fine. No, no, no. But I'm <laughs> no. just saying like. I may have. Depending <laughs> on the day. But my heart was right. She was like, okay, I'll <laughs> yeah. do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everyone had told me no. Nobody yeah. believed in me. And I'm like, how she don't have any time she's the only one that wants to do it? Because she about that life. <laughs> you bear fruit, child. <laughs> And so now Girl, that I have the opportunity to listen. pour into other people, um, yeah. my first discipleship group. With That's the a high, isn't it? Girl, and watching see somebody. Listen, I don't know what, what y'all doing. You in school, hustling in your career, trying to have a family, whatever. Yeah. There's nothing like seeing somebody have a God moment. It's nothing. When I'm, when I'm thriving in my own gifting right. and I'm teaching, da, 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 it still is a tight second. When I'm in when I'm in front of people, which I love getting to share people, get people excited about the Bible, mm-hmm. I love it. But it still goes second to moments where I watch somebody have a God moment. And they go, you know what? I think I'm gonna do this different than I used to do it. I I'm done. I am done. And so it's so powerful that Jesus was like, go and make educated people. Go and make good worshipers. Go no. Yeah. Go make disciples. Come on now. He said, Go make disciples. That that's first of all, it's gonna it's gonna populate heaven. Yeah, it's my agenda, but it's gonna change you too. Like disciple making it, girl. That's a good word. It's though. a thing. That's a good. And I want people. I'm glad you said that because discipleship, as you know, is a passion for me. Mm-hmm. I make time for it. I feel like I can't. I feel like I need to give up something else in my life if I don't have time to disciple. Because God didn't tell me go walk in your gift. That's right. not the great commission. Come on, now. that's a good one. But the great one is go make disciples. He didn't say be efficient, be organized, be successful. He didn't say raise good kids yeah. or have be a good spouse. He said go make disciples. And so if you don't have room to disciple, you need to make room, you know. And I think you need to not feel like there's some qualification to disciple. God is going to give you people who need your story to take them to the next level. And so it's been amazing watching the people that have gravitated towards you. They're right. not the people that be walking in church doors. They aren't. They're the people that something in you resonates with them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, I think she, she can show me God. And so that that's cool that that's your how I'm so excited. It is, girl. I'm proud, mama. You should be. Auntie, because you know I'm not that old. No. Cousin. <laughs> cousin. A proud older cousin. <laughs> Okay, so what's the last thing you would say you encourage somebody who's like either they're not understanding how God might use their story or maybe they feel um, hopeless, whatever. What's what's the thing burning on your heart? It don't even have to be for a certain person. Just what's the thing that God has burning on your heart that you'd want to leave with people? Um, I'm going to combine the last two questions. So what I'm learning about God that I want to encourage you guys with, cause it's a good one is that he's faithful Ooh. and he's a promise keeper. Mm-hmm. Great is. Come on now. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, you can't even know how faithful he is until you walk with him for a few years, to be honest yeah, with you. You can't get it. it. It's hard to get. And, and the fact that he's a promise keeper, despite, Oh man. Uh, giving us Just free will ratchet i'm so ratchet we are ratchet i'm a promise snatcher Go, come on can now. i tell you 
Because if you do me wrong, I, I might have a good godly day. But other days, I'm like, yeah, I'm not coming. Because oh, yeah. last three times, this is what you did to me. I don't promise to take her. Girl, we keeping record of wrong. We not forgiving like bad Receipt. Christians. Screenshots. <laughs> Remember when you said that? I did send that to you. <laughs> God is like. Right here. I got you. Look. Oh, that's it, good. It, it's tough. And then um, what's burning on my heart is bringing my generation back to Christ. Mm, you know, I think they're more ripe for it than people think they are. They are. I think some of the deconstruction, some of the um, the abandonment of church as they've known it i don't think everybody wants to throw away church and everybody wants to throw away jesus they just haven't seen a different alternative to what they've experienced come on now and so i think that i think you might be right that's what i'm like i feel like i have been made for a time such as this Mm -hmm. no joke yeah um and i'm real passionate about it like every time i'm with my friends it don't matter where I am. If mm-hmm. you say something wrong about God, mm-hmm. I might need to correct this. I'm be like, oh, no, that's not right. Yeah. Not like I told you so, but I was like, hey, oh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Because it goes back to my little Super Bowl party. Yes, yeah. It's a trigger for me. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe you are not buying in because you don't a know. a good trigger. Girl, come on. I've been waiting for there one. There can be good triggers. It, it's Amen. only about three. But that's <laughs> one. <laughs> but you know what else? And yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, we can wrap it with this. I think yeah. that discipleship piece kind of dovetailing with you having a passion for your generation and the way you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's another encouragement we can leave people that do it the way God wired you. Mm-hmm. Danis is not trying to be anybody else. And so, like, for me, I'm not going to be a good, let me hold your hand and hear your whole life story. I like truth hard and fast, and I, I need to be checked. I like feeling tore up and convicted by the truth. And so that's how I teach. That's how I share. I, I want to be encouraging, too, but yeah. I can't try to be something I'm not because God is going to bring people to me that need it the way that I like to receive it. And he's going to bring people to you if you're an encourager okay. and a listener and a faithful, dependable person. He's going to bring people to you that need that part. And so Absolutely. however you're wired, you know, crazy and all, because <laughs> uh, we all got our own brand of crazy our crazy works though it does um but however you're wired you know just to feel like i mean you can be used significantly not 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 sideline not not as an afterthought like that jesus was if you were standing there with the 11 he would say you go and make disciples Right. He wouldn't say, well, I'm going to have my 11 or 12 guys go tell you. Yeah. He would tell you directly, go make disciples. And a part of that discipleship process is going to be your life story. That's so true. So thank you for sharing with us today. That's so good. Thanks for having me, boss lady. Yeah. You trusted me again. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, make sure leave a comment, leave a review, share, subscribe, all the things, and we'll catch you next time.